This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Now, let's move to the Giants. They just extended to Daniel Jones. He's the QB 14 going off the board in the ninth round. Um, a very good mid-round quarterback to target. Like, we saw that he had a decent floor last year with some upside. Uh, you know, if he can get a you know rushing touchdown in on top of his production. Uh, he ha- he now has some new weapons, Darren Waller being the most notable one. Uh, mm-hmm. Being drafted right after Dallas Goddard as the tight end seven. So I think if I miss out on Goddard, I think Waller is a great consolation prize um, because I do think that he will easily lead this team in targets, assuming someone like uh, Stone Shepard doesn't stay healthy. I think right. that's a okay assumption to make. Um, yeah, he's getting hate to say it. They, you know, the Giants, you know, they also added Jalen Wyatt. Uh, Jalen Wyatt. I've, Jaylen I've been Wyatt. watching. I've been watching way too much um, Ozark. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Jalen Hyatt uh, to a wide receiver room that already has yep. Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Wandell Robinson, and Jamison Crowder. That's like four slot wide receivers right there. Uh, good thing Hyatt. Will, I don't know where Hyatt, Hyatt is going to play. To be honest with you, I'm assuming outside as a flanker. We'll see. You know, if I had mm-hmm. to break this down, I'd say that it's Shepard, Hodgins, and Crowder on the field if they had to pick a three, okay, um, as of right now, even though a couple of those guys are pretty old, uh, Crowder especially. Shepard, you know, he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. Yeah. You know, with Wandale right there, obviously, you know, uh, and then Hyatt, I think, coming in situationally to start. Like, I don't think Hyatt is an every-down wide receiver just yet, um, which is why I will be avoiding him personally. I think he'll stretch the field. Um, not someone I'm targeting, right? You know, just doesn't have a full route tree yet, you know, and he's kind of limited, kind of a one trick pony. Uh, I do think they'll, they'll, you, he'll, he'll be used hopefully near the line of scrimmage, you know, mm-hmm. and screen passes and stuff like that. That'll, that'll be cool. I think they should do that because, you know, how else would, would you use him? Um, but that's my yeah. concern for, for him, especially given how crowded this wide receiver room is. Just, just overall thoughts about this wire, this passing offense for the Giants as a whole. Way too crowded. <laughs> you said it. You hit the nail on the head. Like you were going through like your projected <laughs> starters right there, and you're naming all these yeah. guys. I'm like, wait, where are we? Because there's so many <laughs> like, guys you won't even know are on the Giants. It's like Jamison Crowder. You look at the depth chart. You're like, what's he doing there? How did how did he right. get there? That kind of thing. It's just crazy. There's so many guys. Like I don't even think you mentioned Darius Slayton. I, I, I might have just missed I, it. Like, I, I did. Me- I did mention him. I did. He, he's in there. Like. <laughs> It, there's just so many here, and it goes back to that stat that I brought up the other day. I remember we were texting about it. And I said that Daniel Jones hasn't had a wide receiver 
finish inside the top 36 in his career. And you mentioned the receivers that he's playing with. I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're right. Because look at this freaking depth chart that they have. And the There's closest no way- thing that came, the closest guy that came to that was Sterling Shepard, who was like an every week wide receiver too with Daniel Jones while he was healthy. But he right. just couldn't stay healthy. And it makes sense because right. he was the best wide receiver that Daniel Jones has ever, ever really played with. Yeah, that's fair. And you can mention Kenny Galladay. That's not even a discussion. But can't, anyway, I can't do it. So you have all these guys like there's just not there's so much competition. There's too much competition that none of these guys are going to be able to separate head and shoulders above each other. And it's I'm not really targeting any Giants wide receivers unless it's like as speculative, you know, Paris Campbell. You, I kind of I kind of feel like you're going to be picking up a couple of these Giants wide receivers off of waivers, right? Like yeah. as they get dropped. And then finally, week five, you're like, oh, OK, like. This guy put together two straight games of like 10 points, 12, 12 PPR <laughs> points. And you're like, all right, let me pick yeah. him up, see what happens. And it, it might stick similar to what we saw last year, right? With Hodgins and with um, uh, who's the dude? Richie James, right? Yeah, Richie James. So you just just kind of kind of never know. So I think gonna, that's how it'll play out. They're going to be solid by week fillers. I, I think that's what yeah. we're looking at. And I don't, if you had to pick one, okay, let's do, let's play this game. If you had to pick one to separate, like I said, nobody's <laughs> going to, okay, not a tight end, a wide receiver, <laughs> someone on the outside off the line of scrimmage. If you had to pick one to separate that might have a shot to be like, you know, the target earner in this offense, who would it's it definitely, be? Like, it's definitely Sterling Shepard. Like, okay. and I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's close, but again, is he going to stay healthy? Right. And yeah. like, is he even being drafted? I don't even think he's being drafted. Like, why would he be drafted? Right? No. Like, Sterling Shepard is. <laughs> he's being sitting. Drafted. I'm. I'm in a couple of leagues. He's sitting. Yep. Wide receiver, on 112. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's I not wonder, being who, drafted. Who is the highest Giants wide receiver going right now? I I, I bet you that Sterling Shepard's gonna be picked up off of waivers. He's gonna be like the top. Like, he's gonna be top seven on our waiver wire post for 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 going into week two. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be. I'm sure that kind yeah. of thing. I mean, and yeah. you're a Paris Campbell truther, though. I thought you know he he's on this offense. Not anymore. He's currently listed on sleeper as a wide receiver one. Did you know Not that? anymore? <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't do it. Sorry. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's on the depth chart as a starter, but I I just I just I can't do it. I can't I do like it. I mean, he he he's had a couple, a few years to you know prove himself in the NFL, and you know last year he had a great run completely fell off the map obviously that quarterback situation was terrible so is there a chance that he is the guy that gets targets i yeah i think there there is a chance there but they also have a lot of other slot wide receivers that they could be using that he has yeah. to compete with so i'm not i'm not you know i'm not i'm not gonna be, and they, they have wandale too right that they just drafted the that's year what before, i was gonna so. say i still like wandale too it's just yeah. i don't know already injury popping up it's like he's coming it was an acl right that's tough to come back from. I mean, we just saw – we see that all the time, and it's tough to come back from that, especially the year after. And, you know, you talked about Brees Hall coming off the ACL there, and we'll get into that next episode. Yeah, it's a lot – I think it's it's better – I mean, wide receivers have a much better hit rate, you know, the year after coming back from an ACL injury um, than running backs do. So, like, I'm not completely out on Wandale. Like, I'm – Wandale, I think it was just an ACL. There was no other ligaments there. So it was mm-hmm. like relatively clean, um, clean tear, which is good. So, you know, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he can do some things the year after. Um, but, you know, not someone necessarily like overly targeting, though. Right. And obviously, Saquon is that dude, right? Top five yeah. fantasy running back, you know, this year. Again, you know, my, my full rankings are available on patreon.com slash upper hand fantasy. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, let's move on to the Commanders. You know, very interesting team to me because of their quarterback yeah. situation and their wide receiver core being so spicy. Terry McLaurin. It is. Jahan Dotson, you know, I think who's ready to fully break out. Curtis Samuel. Um, Sam Howell escaped the NFL draft unscathed, and I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. Uh, but it's him and Jacoby Brissett, you know, likely battling it out for QB1 status to start the year. I think I think Howell is going to get a little bit more of the benefit of doubt, you know, because he could potentially be their future. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Like, you know, I think, and we've talked about this before, like I do like Howell, you know, as a quarterback. Like I was a fan of his in college. I just like his style. I like his gunslinger, you know, mentality. You know, like too. Um, yeah. you know, not his senior year because he had nothing to work with. Um, and even when he had nothing to work with, the dude ran it for like 800 yards because he had nothing to work with. Okay, the year before yeah. when he had weapons, he didn't have to do that, so he didn't. So he just passed the ball. And if he came out after his junior year, he probably would have been a first round pick. I keep saying the same thing over and over again. It's not like a broken broken record when it comes to Sam Howell, but um, you know, I think he, you know, his gunslinger type of mentality, I think, is going to benefit guys like McLaurin and Dotson, assuming that you know, he could be a good quarterback, right? Like we kind of don't know that yet. So no. I don't want to jump the gun here. No, no pun intended, but I, I do want his skill set can potentially, you know, elevate Translate. those guys, you know, because McLaurin is already a baller. Dotson is like, you know, like almost a baller. So <laughs> I think this offense has some like underrated firepower, you know, assuming how it can do some things. And, and if not, you know, at least let's say he sucks and then Brissett mm-hmm. has to come in at some point because, you know, Ron Rivera is trying to save his job. You know, I think Brissett, you know, Brissett did support Amari Cooper last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, most likely we'll be able to support Terry McLaurin, who I think is a better wide receiver than Amari Cooper. So I think that could totally happen. I think that's 100 percent on the dot. Like if I had to pick one of the most intriguing. The Sorry, what's up? On the Dotson. On the Dotson. Yes. Right on, on the, the Dotson. Dotson. <laughs> but Sorry. yeah if Don't i had to pick you. like sam howell is one of the most intriguing picks in fantasy for me this season because i i'm with you i think he can be really good you know I, I obviously very small sample size from what we saw last season and it wasn't like he lit it up you know it wasn't a tremendous game but i think with the weapons that they have and the offense that they're going to run like he can really do well he, he has the chance to be the best quarterback the commanders have had in a long time and you know, Jacoby Brissett, I think he is definitely, he's the backup plan. He's not, you know, the risk that they're going to take. They're going to take a risk on Sam Howell and see how it goes. You know, this is Ron Rivera trying to tie himself off to one more thing before, you know, the whole ship comes down. But I don't think you have to worry about the commander's wide receivers at all. Um, like you said, that Dotson is definitely going to break out, I think, this season. He has, he kind of reminds me, like, exactly of Terry McLaurin because he came out and, He's just doing things very well from day one. And there's not really any holes in his game. He's not spectacular. He's not Justin Jefferson, and he's not Devontae Adams. But he does everything right. He catches all the balls. Very solid set of hands. Like, yeah. he's doing everything he needs. Like, good at route running. 
That's what he reminds me of. So it's like two Terry McLaurins on the same offense. I think Dotson has a chance to really grow. Sam Howell can elevate him, I think, even more. They can grow together and actually have a really good connection. I think that would be, you know, best case scenario. Terry McLaurin's going to be fine anyway, like you said, because he's a baller. But Sam Howell, for me, is the intriguing pick in this. But I don't think you have to worry about the receivers. Like you said, Jacoby Brissett was perfectly fine. He actually ran a more fantasy-relevant offense than Deshaun Watson did last season on the Browns. So I'm not worried about them you know, really losing out the commander's wide receivers. Because if things don't work with Sam Howell, they have Jacoby Brissett to coast through the rest of the season. And if things don't work out that way, they'll if they're dealing with Jacoby Brissett, they're probably not going to win a whole lot of games. They'll be competitive, but we could be looking at an even better situation if they're maybe be in position to draft a quarterback long-term next season and beyond for guys like Jahan Dotson. You know what I mean? So I don't think there's any losing by taking a commander's wide receiver this season. So McLaurin is being taken off the board as the wide receiver 26 uh, at the 5-6 turn. So, you know, if you're looking at all these wide receivers around that range, uh, we're looking at, let's start at uh, wide receiver 20. We're looking at Mike Williams, who is not a target of mine, DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, G.J. Moore at wide receiver 23, followed by Keenan mm-hmm. Allen, Drake London, Terry McLaurin at wide receiver 26. And then you got... Uh, Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman, Chris Godwin, JSN. To me, it seems like there's a little bit of a tear break after McLaurin. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that. That that I, I don't think you're wrong, but it's funny. I'm looking down the list at Jahan Dotson, who I think could produce just as well, who's going at wide receiver 41. Just as well That's, as McLaurin. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't man. feel like Sam Howell would be a guy like with two solid wide receivers to just key in on one. You know what I mean? No, I, like I, 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 I think he would key in on one because McLaurin is that good. Okay. You don't think Jahan, so, you don't think Dotson is good enough to have like some intention? Like I think that might. Be- I think that McLaurin is going to eat first, regardless. Okay. I, I do, and I think that that Dotson is going to get his too, assuming that this team can support. I think it's either they support with one, they support one wide receiver, or they support two, and not oh, one wide receiver at a higher level me McLaurin than two mm-hmm. two wide receivers at a lower level if that makes sense like I I think McLaurin it's going will to get be his top heavy like oh it's yeah I think so I I think so I think so um that's kind of how I'm looking at it and I think and don't get me wrong because Dotson's going off the board as a wide receiver 41 let's see 41 which I think is pretty good like at that price dude like um I'm definitely in yeah for sure I don't think he has the upside to outscore McLaurin, but listen, man, wide receiver 41, that means he's going off the board at in the seventh round. Yeah. Give me that all day long. And in, yeah. In, yeah. And that's on, on underdog where wide receivers are being drafted a little bit. That's a premium. Yep. Heavier. Okay. So seventh, eighth round for, for Dotson, dude. Yeah. That sounds great to me. Yeah. I, I like that. All, all day. Absolutely. Now, later in drafts, all the way down. Don't forget about Curtis Samuel, okay? Curtis Samuel, in the beginning of the season, was a wire every week wide receiver, too. Now, right. he fell off big time because, obviously, you know, Dawson was doing his thing, and, you know, he's that new rookie, and he's a better player, I think. But Curtis Samuel is one of those guys that you can draft uh, with the very last pick um, in your league, and I think you, he could return some value, okay? Somebody who was an every week wide receiver, too, for that for the first half of the season is going off the board as the wide receiver 78 this year. He's going to be their starting slot wide receiver, and he's going off the board in the 15th round, which means last round 
of a lot of people's, you know, fantasy drafts. Okay. So right. if you're looking for a piece that could contribute, I think Curtis Samuel, it makes a solid, I think if you're going to put together a list of like 10 guys who you want to use that uh, last round pick on, I think he belongs on that list. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm not huge on Curtis Samuel in the way this offense is looking going into the season, but you can't write him off completely, especially like you said, if he's not even being drafted or he's going to be the last pick, like at that point, he's just shooting for upside. And you said, yeah, starting slot wide receiver. I think he's going to be overshadowed just because by Dotson and McLaurin, but yeah. he could have his game. I agree. Like if you have him as a spot flex starter and you can, you know, start him those weeks, or if you draft him for best, best ball, you know, he could have a week or two where he pops up. 20 points a game. He was yeah. uh, pretty un he was pretty unstartable for a big stretch of the season in the second half. Right? So yeah. it's like which which Curtis Sanders are you gonna get? He he was a target hog, right? Like he was just like it was all reception. So like I wouldn't start him in standard leagues, right? Or half point mm-hmm. PPR leagues. He was a PPR guy. But if he's not getting those targets and you see like in week one, he got two targets, week two, he's getting three targets. Bye bye. See you yeah. later. If I'm not mistaken, it was like pretty much high. There was a high correlation between the starting quarterback and whether he produced or not. Like it, it was Carson Wentz was that Cal- he was, was producing. Wentz. Yep. Yeah. So McLaurin was the one that wasn't doing well when Wentz was playing. If I'm not mistaken, it That's was right. Dotson That's and right. Samuel that were doing well. Which, and then which made came in. which made no sense yeah. to me. And then Heineke came in and switched. Now Curtis Samuel was an odd man out. Right. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. That's interesting. Like you don't usually see that very often, but. I think that's definitely something to keep in mind. Maybe, you know, you don't want to say Dotson's going to be the man odd man out because he was the only one that wasn't with the other two quarterbacks. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they use him if they use him. If like if he's going to be sparingly, like you said, is he going to be playing majority of snaps? Um, we'll have to see how that goes. Sorry, I was counting to see what he was. So Curtis Samuel weeks one through seven was the wide receiver seventeen in PPR. Yeah, Which is kind of crazy. All right. Moving on just to, just to this backfield real quick. Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, they drafted Chris Rodriguez in the sixth round. I think Chris Rodriguez is, is a jag, just a guy. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too concerned about him. And guess who I also think is a jag? A little bit of an upgrade Brian jag, Robinson. maybe. Brian Robinson. Um, yeah. Antonio Gibson. You, were, you think... were on his case as soon as there were mentions <laughs> of him coming back. You were on his case immediately. You're like, this is just a guy. He's not going to be out, oh, you know, snapping. Dude, it's so funny, man. Um, I, I think, you know, and also, as soon as, you know, Eric Bieniemy came over, you know, people who listen mm-hmm. to the podcast know that when that happened, Antonio Gibson, like the light flickered in my head, this screams Antonio Gibson to me because I think the type of offense that they run over in Kansas City, it it's not of a guy who's going to be pounding the rock like up the middle of the offensive line, like 17, right. 18 times a game. That's what Brian Robinson does. He did a really, really good pass catcher. Yeah. Top six in yards per route run last year. Okay. He's a good enough runner, very versatile player. I just think that he's going to be the guy that Eric Bieniemy wants to feature in this offense if he's going to feature anybody. So I think Antonio Gibson's the guy that I'm targeting. Um, you know, Brian Robinson just doesn't catch balls anyway. Right, he's not like a receiver to begin with, so he's an early down back. Complete up, like his upside is like mid RB two, and that's like really, really good, you know, for yeah. for for Brian Robinson. Like, I don't see that happening, right, right now, and that's why I I say to take advantage of these 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 drafts early 
on underdog is because Antonio Gibson is going off the board as the RB40 right now, okay, in the 11th round, 10th, and at the 10-11 turn. So mm-hmm. you can get somebody who can potentially be an every week PPR RB2. I think yeah. that that is Antonio is in Antonio Gibson's cards, and I get everybody's like, oh, like every single year, this is Antonio Gibson, blah blah blah. And also, you you just had you know the head coach talk about that 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 this might be a very likely scenario. Like we talked mm-hmm. about it on the podcast last week with Lawrence that Antonio Gibson, you know, Ron Rivera said that Antonio Gibson it looks like he's going to have a larger role, you know, in this offense, and that makes sense because the enemy coming over. So we have a little bit of a preview of that happening earlier than we thought. But this hype train might get a little bit too high. His ADP might get out of control. That's very yeah. possible. And I know that people are like, he says this shit every single year about Antonio Gibson, that he's going to get like Christian McCaffrey type of workload and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I get that. But like, we, we weren't buying it. Like, it, right. if you bought into that, that's your fault. Okay? <laughs> I didn't buy into it. Because like, unfortunately, last year after the, I, I was in on Antonio Gibson until they drafted Brian Robinson in the third round. And mm. just and yes, I didn't think too highly of of him, but he's still a third round running back who profiles as a very very good goal line short yardage back. So I'm like, there's no way that Gibson's getting goal line carries, and he didn't. Yeah. So I, I was out. Yeah. So do you view? So obviously we can't make this 100 percent, you know, correlation. But I'm going to say this: Eric yeah. Bannemi comes over. Who's a better pass catcher running back? Right now, then do you think Jarek McKinnon's better than Antonio Gibson? I think so. Yeah. If I had to choose like who is the better pass catcher right now, I would say McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gibson's right Gibson, there, man. Can Gibson, Gibson take is... that type of role and produce? I think hell that yeah. Hell yeah. It well, could definitely let's, happen. Let's I mean let's let's break it down right now. Okay. Last year that memory lane. Antonio Gibson, PFF's eighth ranked receiving running back okay and this is not i'm not yeah. even including volume here okay now let's let's filter it by running backs last year who had at least 50 targets number one yep. guess who it was antonio gibson no Derek McKinnon. <laughs> no christian mccaffrey yes christian mccaffrey right. was number one i thought that guess was gonna who be was like you know what i'm saying like it's gonna be one of those two guys no, no, no. guess who was number two the the second highest ranked Receiving running back according to PFF, Gibson. with a minimum of fifty targets. Antonio Gibson was number two. Okay, yeah. okay. So yards per ru- yards per route run. CMC number one, Kamara number two, Swift number three, Echo number four, number five. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. So he just fits this offense way better yeah. than Brian Robinson does. I, I I just think that this is a, a situation that. You know, I understand. Like, don't buy into the hype train if you don't want to. But this situation just makes sense for him, and it's not because yeah. Ron Rivera is saying that he'll have a higher, a, a better role. You know, does mm-hmm. that make sense? I'm, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah, no, I I think you might have just. I'm a lot higher now on Antonio Gibson than I was. You know, Ooh. just having that conversation, but also just a Ooh. little trip down memory lane. You know, obviously, McKinnon had a humongous second half of the season. Yeah, last season. Just yeah. out of and look at these other running backs. Like you know, all these other guys were also involved in the pass game. Like you know, Kareem Hunt, and like you know, they've had other you know Jamal Charles. Like you know, they have these type of running backs who are very involved in the receiving game. You know, right. they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire because of that. Yeah, he because he he was catching fifty balls. You know, a year he caught at, at LSU, but he was not efficient. Right. No. 
but then they draft guys like Rashi Rice and, you know, God, I can't. McCall Hardman. I can't. Oh. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I, I think that's going to do it for this episode, Zach. Yeah. This was great. This was fun, you know, going over the NFC East. We're going to be back later this week going over the AFC East, going over those teams, Jets, my team, Bills. Patriots, yep. Bills, Dolphins. We'll be doing all that uh, later this week. Appreciate you guys. Uh, go check out, you know, we have the rookie draft kit up uh, at upperhandfantasy.com. Patreon.com slash upperhandfantasy is probably the, the place to go for that. Also, our Dynasty rankings, top 250, flex, super flex, positional, all of it for Dynasty and for redraft for 2023. That's all up there. Patreon.com slash upperhandfantasy. Also, go check out Underdog. Like I said, there's a ton of values to take advantage of. Use code upperhand when you do that. Download the app. Make your first deposit. They will uh, give you a 100% match on that first deposit if you use the code upperhand or if you use my link in the description. Appreciate you guys, Zach. It's 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 so nice to have you back. Yeah. And now, now the when you post on Instagram, you can actually have my name. And it makes sense. Yes, I can. You know what I'm saying? Now people know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Zach. That's that guy. That's my yeah. guy. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Appreciate you. If you could take just a minute and just subscribe to the podcast. If you could just subscribe, hit that plus button, follow the podcast wherever you listen. That would mean the world to us. If you want to take it to the next step, if you actually like this podcast, if you can rate and review it, that would mean the world to us. Appreciate you guys as always. See you guys later this week. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.